Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's love letter, continuing through our month of first times, it is dedicated to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the first feature-length animated film in English, which became an extraordinary success and transformed the film industry. This story isn't just about a beautiful heroine escaping an evil queen and finding her prince with the help of her lovable and diminutive friends. I am Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You are such a beloved movie that you are deserving of a love letter for so many reasons. But today we celebrate your astounding success as the first feature-length animated movie to be released in English. It probably seems to most of us today that your success was a foregone conclusion, but nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, so many people believe that Walt Disney should not make you you were dubbed Disney's Folly. Soon enough, though, all of the naysayers would be proven wrong. Your 1937 full-length movie was not the first time we had enjoyed your story. Of course, you were based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale, published in 1812 and revised in 1854. Many books included varieties of your tale, and in 1902 and 1916, Silent films were made depicting your story. But your popular tale, or any other for that matter, had never been tried on the big screen as a full-length, animated, technicolor movie until the famed Walt Disney decided it could be done. Walt Disney was already a great success by 1937 when he released your film. But he was also known for his much-loved signature characters like Mickey Mouse, Pluto, Goofy, and Donald Duck, as well as for his popular animated short films. Walt Disney had already won two Academy Awards for his animated shorts. He also had been given an honorary Oscar for the creation of Mickey Mouse. Not satisfied, though, to continue with the same types of projects, Walt Disney set out to make your full-length film and in the process, he changed the film industry forever. Although Walt's wife Lillian and his brother Roy were staunch supporters and partners throughout his life and career, even they didn't believe this project would be a success. Walt Disney was warned by many who felt that there was no way adults would pay to sit through a full-length cartoon fantasy about dwarfs. Although this would be the first time a full-length animated film would be released in English, there was an earlier attempt in Germany that proved to be a box office flop. The Adventures of Prince Ahmed had been released as the first color feature-length animated movie in 1926. The failure of this release gave critics a precedent for which to base their negative predictions. Humorously, Some people even argued that full-length animated films should not at all be produced, 
suggesting that long exposures to color cartoons would damage the eyes. But Walt Disney, you would not be deterred. In 1934, you officially revealed your plans to a group of your animators. During the three and a half years it took Disney Studios to create your movie, the number of employees went from 100 to 600. At any given time, as many as three to 500 employees were solely dedicated to working on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Creation was not easy or quick. Walt Disney was known to be a perfectionist, and whenever something was not exactly as he wanted it to be, he would make his team do it again and again until it met his high standards. Because of the historic nature of the project, the progress of the production was closely followed and reported on by the media. As more and more employees were required and the finished date was pushed further and further back, the original budget of $350,000 turned into almost $2 million. This increase required Walt Disney to mortgage his own home in order to finance the film. No pressure, right? When the highly anticipated film was finally completed, Hollywood turned out in droves for the star-studded premiere. It was held at the Carthay Circle Theater in Hollywood on December 21, 1937, and was attended by the likes of Judy Garland, Shirley Temple, Marlena Daytrick, Milton Berle, Ginger Rogers, Charlie Chaplin, Cary Grant, George Burns. The list goes on and on. Everyone wanted to be on hand to see what Walt Disney had created. And Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you did not disappoint. At the end of your film, you earned a prolonged standing ovation from a joyous and emotional crowd, many of whom were visibly in tears. You were an overnight sensation, and Disney's folly had turned into Disney's triumph. Although you were a smash success in Hollywood, it wouldn't be until February 4, 1938, that your film was released to the public. By then, everyone was anxious to buy a ticket to your film. Once released to the general public, you were an unprecedented hit and were breaking theater attendance records. You quickly grossed $8 million. This figure is phenomenal considering the country was still struggling through the Great Depression. It wasn't just the audiences that loved you. You enjoyed wonderful critical acclaim as well. Although briefly considered as a nominee for Best Picture, the Academy decided that you should not be included in the same category as films with live actors, so you were actually only nominated for Best Music. The next year, however, the Academy awarded Walt Disney with a specially made Oscar for creating Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, recognized as a significant screen innovation which has charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field for the motion picture cartoon. Although we all know your name, Snow White, it seems a little unfair that we cannot always quickly recall all of your seven dwarfs. Interestingly, there were originally 50 different names considered, but the final seven are, of course, Doc, Bashful, Sneezy, Sleepy, Grumpy, Happy, Dopey, and Sneezy. Some of the other names, though, that didn't make the cut were Blabby, Dirty, Gaspy, Biggy Wiggy, Hoppy Jumpy, Nifty, and Shifty. 
A fun fact about you, Dopey, that most people probably haven't heard is that you were originally going to be a talking dwarf, but when no one could get your voice quite right, it was determined that you would be mute. Some rumors suggested that you were based on the silent member of the Marx Brothers, Harpo. When some animators questioned the use of the name Dopey, believing it was too modern for a classic fairy tale, Walt Disney quickly shut down this concern by telling them that William Shakespeare had used the word Dopey, so it was clearly not too contemporary. He may have just made this up, though. Either way, it worked and your name remained Dopey. Your monumental success had an immeasurable impact on the future of the Walt Disney Empire that we think of today. The financial gain allowed Walt Disney Pictures to build their own studios and headquarters in Burbank, California, and played a huge role in financing the creation of Disneyland. You are still loved, acclaimed, and your impact has endured for almost a 100 years. The American Film Institute chose you, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, as the number one animated film of all time. They also chose The Evil Queen as number 10 on their list of 100 years, 100 heroes and villains. And your signature song, Someday My Prince Will Come, was honored as number 19 on their 100 years, 100 songs list. When adjusted for inflation, you are still in the top 10 highest grossing films of all time both in the United States and worldwide. You are now universally recognized as a landmark, pioneer of a film in the history of Hollywood. In 1989, the United States Library of Congress, Library of Congress, acknowledged you as culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant when it selected you for preservation in the National Film Registry. Here's to you, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You have been a part of us for almost a hundred years and you are still inspiring us. Walt Disney proved that if you believe in your vision and are determined to succeed, it can be done. But you have also taught us some of life's most precious lessons, like when the raindrops come tumbling, remember you're the one who can fill the world with sunshine. What do you do when things go wrong? Oh, you sing a song. And my personal favorite It is when we are the most lost that sometimes we find our truest friends. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.